It's a great paper shake right there. You look like you're ready to just take on the day. Shake your paper the way Nick does. Guess what? If you want to take on your day, you got to shake paper like Nick. He's the one here. High res pretty hair. And, of course, myself, Rain Day. Who else to bring you the action? It's uh, OB56. we got a lot of things to talk about. So let's make things interesting. The podcast is all about – what is it about, Nick? Tell me. Making things interesting. Making things interesting. What are we doing? What are we up to? What are we liking? That's right. What are we disliking? What if haters dab back? What? What? Yeah, all these questions, pertinent questions that the world needs to know the answer to. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a fun one today. We've been very, very busy, boys. We sure have. Broadcasting yeah. five days a week. Yeah. Almost ran out of time last night. Woo, five Europe. seconds. I wonder if that's going to be the theme, though, as teams qualify out. Is it really that much closer below those like top three to four teams? A lot of, I mean, the PGS is awesome. It's been yeah. really good so far. Such good competition. I mean, these are these are like top tier games. There's been no drop of quality. In fact, it's almost raised. So if you're not watching, got to get into that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Of course, you're just joining us. Uh, of course, you might know if you're a Palins fan, Rank 2.0 is out today. Everything in OB56 has just launched. Uh, there's a lot of excitement happening between everyone who's playing, everybody who's yeah. watching, everybody on the design team, waiting for a lot of you know new things to shake it up. I mean, what are you looking forward to most out of this, man? I've been watching. I watched. I was watching Cuss. I was watching you. I was watching Stolze. I was watching Ozone. I was watching Vex. I was watching Bird. I was watching six to nine rank streams at any given time just <laughs> for the past couple of hours, watching you know the climate, how people are picking, how people right. are banning, what people are playing, what you know if they want to carry the game, right. how are support players playing. Bird was just kind of playing Leon the whole time. Really? So, even though you know, I think support and tank players are like the best of the best at yeah. what they do. Yeah. I still think they'll go to, like, carry champions to try and win their games. Well, yeah, I mean... At least early on. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the question, right? I, I did a little bit of ranked. I mean, since we're talking about it now, I might as well talk a little bit more. But um, I did a little... I did four placement mass matches today. Uh, we ended up going 4-0. I was duo queued, so I was partied um, with Jay Lau, who's, like, a person relatively kind of like my ELO, um, give or take, up or down. And basically, we... I, it felt like we were really getting placed against people who were not... In our hard reset, and, and that like to me in PTS, I don't think that hard reset went through. I don't. It didn't on the PTS, yeah, no, but it so, did on live. Exactly. So what happens was we were getting placed against these incredibly Potatoes. experienced guys, and now we're getting placed against just people who play paladins, and yeah. that is really how this is going to be. Sometimes if you're on the I just play paladin side, you might get with a very experienced veteran. Sometimes if you're on the experienced veteran side, you might get you know placed with somebody who's just figuring out their build, doesn't you know bicotterize or something in a right. high level game. So. Um, I don't know. You playing tonight? Uh, I'll be playing tonight. I had a big issue. Actually, I had to reinstall Windows on my PC. Are you I, serious? I got blasted. That turned into that? Yeah, I, I was getting what I thought was, I guess, that Windows update, but right. it, I let it run for like an hour and fifteen minutes, and I was like, with just no feedback, whatever from the from the PC, no Whoa. progress bar, no indicator. So I was like, all right. So I just hard booted it, got stuck in a loop, but my boy. The, the guy we actually met at Fry Thai, who yeah. picked up my meal, yes. made a house call to my place You're kidding. at midnight. You are joking me. Rebooted Windows oh for me, clean install, got God. all the games, got my OBS back. So he saved the day. My man Drew helped me out right. in a big, big way. I need to talk about this guy because this is too much. He's a legend. On Friday, he paid for your meal. <laughs> and on Tuesday, he came to your house at midnight. And hooked your computer back up. This guy is, is more than he's than just, a, he's my super fan. Dude. He's yeah, he's more than he's a insane. Fry's uh, yeah employee. That's yeah, he's a guy. I met him at Fry's. Uh, it's an electronics store. Built a couple computers through him with him. Met him basically because he follows Smite. He's big into the games and a little bit into Paladins now as he's right. kind of moving away from Smite, similar to how kind of you and I did. Sure, but yeah, he's just been a great guy to me. 
Pretty exciting stuff, man. I mean, that's I'm glad your computer's back up. Now you get to play. Yeah, I was scared. That type of stuff. I don't do well with that type of stuff. I would be too. I've got a very limited list of troubleshooting options for myself that I can perform. <laughs> that's right. I'm not. I'm not the PC guy. I got. A, I got a nice PC, but if it goes, something goes. Oops. Yeah. I'm not a guy to answer. Yeah. I just don't know anything about computer technology stuff. I never. I. I don't know if I ever will. I'm learning a little bit here and there, guys. Um, so again, before we kind of we kind of started, but you know, officially getting into the the run of show here, we like to kick off these episodes with. You know, what are you watching? The kind of what's going on in the in the world of of Nick and of Evan. Um, I think we're both kind of watching the same things right now. Everybody's watching Game of Thrones. Everybody's watching the same thing. Uh, I caught up on Ballers. I still haven't watched uh, Rick and Morty Episode 3, which I, I need to do. I need to binge watch that. You do? Yeah, I got to binge watch that. It's, it's objectively good. It is. Yeah. That, that, the problem, though, I think it's available online for free on, like, adultswim.com, but the, it's not on, like, a Netflix or an HBO Go or mm. any, like, super accessible streaming platform yeah. for me. So I do have to do a little bit of hunting around. Maybe somebody in chat can help me out yeah. where I can watch that. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I actually heard that it is on Hulu. Oh. It is on do Hulu. Do you pay for Hulu? You do. You get a week free if you haven't done it before. So if you know the week, this is my binge watch Rick and Morty week. <laughs> just basically do that week free trial and then, you know, cancel if you don't want to stay with Hulu. That's the cool kind of thing about it. So. Did you see the rumors that Disney's pulling all their movies off Netflix? Yeah, I heard that's actually not a rumor. I heard they actually bought out. It's a thingy. Yeah. I think Disney's going to be, you know, I mean, why not? Everybody is making a play for video. Everybody's making a play for streaming. Because, you know, you're looking at this landscape of companies that have never been in these industries before. But they're so big, they've got such a reach of people, it's easy. And you just you just push it enough. Yeah. That's why this is transitioning into a segment as well that is different than what are you watching? Because I do need to talk about that last Game of Thrones episode. No spoilers, <laughs> but I just need to like hype about it a little bit. Um, you know, where content creators are kind of looking at the content that they make, earning them the dollars that they really have from from their content. But that's more so like, you know, Amazon and Netflix and, and Facebook looking at just the number of people on their platform in terms of the, the amount of money that they make, right? Right. That's all an opportunity to push that into different avenues, to, you know, go into different industries, to make money off of different things. You know, if you have 100,000 people who watch you every day, it doesn't matter if they pay you $0. You could turn that into a, a million-dollar deal if you want. Uh, it's just got to be in the right side. So they're basically saying, let's get in the video. Everybody's paying for that. Everyone subscribe to that. We're not in the game. I'm one of the biggest companies in the world. Why not? I mean, I get it. Disney's going to own the world someday. Disney probably already does own the world, man. They own my girlfriend, that's for sure. She just <laughs> she can go to Disneyland 100 times a year easy. Really? Yeah. I'm a one, When's the last... two times a year guy max. Really? I've been once in my life. Well, <laughs> it, they have one in California. It's pretty easy. You that's got an true. hour drive. Uh, but yeah, it's like it's that once a year, it's that couple times a year. Go with the fam, go maybe with a couple, group of friends, and then you're you know you're good. You're out. Like you've seen yeah. Disneyland. She like lives at Disneyland. She's I mean easily gone. I think fifty to seventy times uh, in the last like a couple years ago. Damn. For the last two years, it was crazy. Yeah. You know, she's in. You get like a season pass or something. Yeah, she got season pass. How are the rides there? Because like when I go to like a Six Flags or a water park, like I go there to like frag out and ride the rides. Oh yeah, I don't like go there for the atmosphere and to look around and well, get a picture with Mickey and all that. It's a world of laughter. Yeah. Yo, Small and, like, World frags the, hard. The, the experience, yeah, those that's the best. Coaster that's another in point. LA. The experience <laughs> rides like Small World and like that type of stuff. That's not like a thrill ride. I just. I don't see myself waiting in line for that. I mean, the key, bro, is that if you don't actually enjoy that stuff, then you're probably going to be a once a year 
once right. a couple of years Disney guy, right? I mean, th- she doesn't go for that. When you get a season pass, you kind of go to, to you know eat at a restaurant, hang out, you know, see the fireworks. Like it's kind of like a thing you could do with your friends over the weekday if sure. you live close, um, instead of hanging out at a local bar or pub or something. So, anyways, it's it's kind of like that choice. We're getting off topic, but Disneyland. <laughs> There it is, season pass. So that got episode. Disney.com slash rain day for your uh, codes. I'm just kidding. It's not a real thing. Um, Game of Thrones. <laughs> not though, yet. Not yet. Face. <laughs> uh, taking over the world. Uh, Game of Thrones, man. That episode, you know, a lot of people haven't watched it. I know people across the world were tweeting about this episode, that this was on everyone's Twitter feeds, no matter where you were. You said that I mean, yeah, your whole Twitter whole feed was me was retweeting you. stuff, but my whole Twitter feed was everybody else retweeting stuff. It was <laughs> like... I don't know. It was just that, like, it was almost like the Kanga versus uh, QG set where everyone just acknowledged this was amazing. Yeah. And it really was. I mean, I mean, there's so many episodes that kind of leave you wanting something more. And this wasn't really one of them. They kind of, right. you know, people were dying. There was all kinds of action actually happening, plot forwarding stuff. And that's what a lot of people, my, that's like personally, my dad got turned off on the show because he felt like the plot wasn't moving fast enough for him. There wasn't enough yeah. happening in each episode. Yeah. But I was just like, listen, Pops, you got to sit down. You got to watch. I don't care if you don't watch another episode, but this is the one you need to see. <laughs> watch like a, the two leading up to it and then just bam, right there. And so is he, is, did he do it? Yeah, he watched the one before it just to get some some, some climate awareness. of what's happening, who's still alive, and, right. and then go forward. Did he find it? I, f- I feel like his reaction would be like, yeah, that was awesome, but did he... Was he kind of humoring you a little bit? Do you really think he's going to keep no, on watching? I, I don't know if he'll keep on watching, but he yeah. enjoyed that one. See, I, I think that uh, it's an enjoyable show, but I think the big key for it was it was kind of like, again, not spoiling, but it felt like everyone's been wanting to see something of that nature for a while. Yeah. They finally got they to finally see got it. it. It was just like, oh, man, finally. And they didn't let us down, which no. is what was cool. <laughs> That's what was cool about it. You know, those, those build-up moments sometimes don't get built up. I don't know. Speak, I mean, speaking of TV, dude. I mean, Game of Thrones. That's everyone's been. A lot of people are going to binge watch that now. I saw a lot of comments like, "Guys, don't hate me. I just started episode one, season one. You know, on my feeds and stuff. Uh, I think people want to get into it. What What is your go to recommendation for like a binge watch TV show? You haven't seen it. Game of Thrones off the table. <coughs> Here's the one off the table. You got it. You got to go in on Rick and Morty. I don't know. It depends on the person, for sure. But one of my peers, I guess, is what what I'll say as a standard sure. of who I'm recommending a show sure. to. Probably, probably Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. Outside of that, yeah. Wow. I think a lot of my peers would enjoy Rick and Morty. That's a real casual. And it's, and it's easy. It's, yeah. It's one of those shows where sometimes the episodes tie together, have like that continuity, but sometimes it's just like a random thing, and then right. another random thing. You can just sit down and watch it and enjoy that for that. Gosh, an animation show for a guy who doesn't like anime. An animated show is your number one binge watch recommendation. I watch more cartoons now than I think when I was a kid. Like Adventure Time, South Park, <laughs> Rick and Morty, this other show called Metalocalypse. That's on like basically all the Adult Swim cartoons. I right, just love. Right. No, yeah. those are great. Um, Futurama is a great cartoon show. That's one of my favorites too. You heard Matt Groening. I told you I I used to actually uh, be really good friends with Matt Groening's kid. And Matt Groening, if you don't know, is the creator of The Simpsons and a Futurama. Um, so we kind of grew up around the same neighborhood and stuff, but he's working on another show for Netflix now. Mm. Two seasons, already locked down 20 episodes for a cartoon show about, I want to say, oh man, I gotta, I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. (laughs) I don't know yet. But is that crazy coming back? New, I mean, Netflix is, Netflix is bringing Seems like a guy with the gold touch though, Futurama and The Simpsons. And The Simpsons is still going. How many seasons of The Simpsons are there? There's like, I mean, this is, that's the... 30? 
40? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous how much there is. Creating a new show for Netflix. Disenchantment is what it will be called. And 20 episode series. Um, basically, it is about a medieval kingdom of Dreamland. The series will follow the misadventures of a hard drinking young princess, <laughs> Bean, uh, her feisty elf companion, Elfo, and her personal yeah. demon, Luki, or Luchi. Along the way, the Oddball Trail will encounter ogres, sprites, harpies, imps, trolls, walruses, and lots of human fools. And uh, it looks I'm like sold. it's sold. Yeah, I mean, I'm ready, right? This looks. It's about life and death, love and sex, and how to keep laughing in a world full of suffering and idiots, despite what the elders and wizards and other jerks tell you. So I'm looking forward the to it. The hard drinking princess. Hard drinking. <laughs> <laughs> you got. You had me at hard drinking princess. So <laughs> what a paradox. <laughs> yeah, I because when I answer that question, I would probably say like a Breaking Bad type thing. I would tell them, you know, this is going to change your life. Stick with it. Go through it. Yeah. But the show. Amazon was pretty easy to, to stick with. I got I lost in season three. I didn't ever really. I, I think I got to the point where I was actually watching it live. Um, I started binge watching it. Yeah. Game of Thrones was, if, if Game of Thrones is off the table, that is the number one binge. That's what you would say? Westworld was pretty easy for me to binge too. Yeah, that's. Great. I really enjoyed that show. But that's just that. I take you very day, two days and you're done. Yeah, that's true. I really enjoyed it, but like I had to force my mom through it. My dad got like a couple episodes in, and then he pieced out. Mm-hmm. Like some people, I, I I feel just like love or hate that show. Yeah, you're right. I definitely love it. I definitely love it too. My man here, Ron Jobert, says The Simpsons is literally older than the internet, and I think he's actually right. I think he is. I actually think, like, before internet was, like, a big old thing. So that means they're, dang. Yeah. How old do they got it? That's, you They're know, kicking it. 30 years? Yeah. 40 years? They're kicking it, man. Um, So let's move back. Let's move back into the kind of ranked 2.0 conversation, but let's let's put it into a different style. Um, With ranked 2.0 coming out, everybody's trying to do placement games. Yeah. They're trying to get, you know, to that next level. As far as that, who do you think is that champion? Do you think there's a champion out there that you think if I'm just gonna here my this champion gives me the best chances if I can play this every game gives me the best chances to to make sure I get that W. It's gonna be different for everybody, I think. But uh, Leon, Cassie, I think uh, you know, a good Evie's probably still up there. A good Andro's probably still up there. It is gonna be very different, I think, person to person. These are all damage. What's your best at? Yeah, flank. So you think, you think what if what if you're you know yeah not everybody's uh, because gonna win. A, a good good support and good tank play is going to create space and buy time and make flank mm. and damage job easier mm. you know in most cases obviously you know tanks can still get kills very clearly bowling yeah. ball barrack yeah let's let's talk about that <laughs> um, but at a lower level buying space and time yeah. for you know your sky that's dropping thirty five k damage right. on your timber mill game. What what that's not where your time right. where you're going to be most valuable to your team. If you're top elo, you know pick and banning, you need to be in the role to carry. And I think if you're not in that spot, but you normally are, you need to you know recognize that okay, this guy's a little bit above me. If he's really comfortable on this carry champion, I should maybe consider letting him mm. do that job. Mm. You know because there's a reason he's up there higher than you are. Now, does it hurt you, Nick, if you're if you're tanks? I mean, you know, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here because I hear what you're saying. I think that's really solid advice. If I show up and I have a great damage champion, like an Androxus, but my tank is running around the point behind the objective, never standing on it, doesn't can't get a hook for his life, uh, and just dies immediately. Right. In that case, 
That's another thing, yeah. And so that's what if where, I carry? I can't kill everyone. you got to communicate with your squad, you know. Like, I, I'm really comfortable carrying, and everything else I do is crap. And so I really need to do that, guys. So even if I'm top ELO, right, mm-hmm. I might consider letting this guy carry because he's a, you know, a 4 out of 5 right. instead of playing his 1 out of 5 right. rating tank, basically. Whereas exactly. I'm, you know, I can tank at probably, you know, a 3 out of 5 level and carry at still that 4 out of 5. Net gain yeah. through communication exactly, is key exactly. during picks and bans. Yep, because you, you're at, you know, you, you play at your three, he plays at his four, you guys right there, you're at your seven. You yeah. Know, but if you play at your, your four, your five, he plays at his one, I mean, you're barely at a seven, maybe at a six, yeah. maybe at a five. So you're right, that net gain. Work together. Now, with tanks and the way they are right now, I mean, you saw a little bit of the Tinker and Barrack I was playing, and I'm not even, I mean, that's like my first game ever with Tinker and Barrack, but he can do some damage. He can yeah. set himself up. He needs he if you create the space for him, he can definitely apply enough damage to change the tide of a, of a tank fight or a duel or whatever that is. Makoa too, pluck Makoa. Yep. Um, I also played Ferocity Grover today. I mean, literally, you know, that was probably I killed I think Leon and um, Willow more than my my flanks did with that. So in you that sure case, did. if you if you are in that situation where hey man, damage is here, tank is here, do you think that going those those offensive routes? Is kind of the safest bet. Rather most than of the, the tanks have pretty offensive ways to go. Yeah, and almost same with the supports. I mean, you know, everyone can do kind of everything. But I, I, I would say make sure you're doing your job first as a healer or as right. a tank, and then if you're not being focused in a fight, then feel free to contribute damage. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I do like. I will say that like the overall changes for tanks. For Fernando, for Barrick, for Makoa. I and mean, a healer can work, right? If you're duo queuing, if right. you're just following around Jamie pocketing someone right. who is on that carry, that makes their job that much easier, and you're just investing all your chips kind of in that basket. Well, see, that's the easy thing, right? If you get two people, you know, one plays two different roles. You got your right. support tank covered, and you got your damage flank covered, whatever you need. One of you guys on both sides, you feel like, all right, we have enough solid foundations uh, for our, our, our ranked ladder to stand on. You know what I mean? Be able to climb up yeah. that thing. So, yeah, that's... Huh, it's going to be an interesting thing. So far, so good, but we'll see if that continues. Um, again, and you know, placements aren't the end of the world. They're not. That's not, that's actually it's what's the here. Start of, it's the starting gate. Do do they really even? You know, as a, as a as a man who's repping the bronze title right now. You know, uh, LeBron's reigns. You guys, exclamation point, LeBron's. Get your merch. It's happening. It's real. It's not a meme anymore. It's, it's the life that I'm living right here. Do placements really matter? Whether whether somebody comes into bronze. Or diamond or platinum. I mean, isn't this whole ranked process supposed to be able to just kick you off, and then then that's when it really starts? Yeah, I mean that's where the grind. You got to grind. I think the highest I've seen people place right now is plat one, and they were thirteen and two. These so are like the best players. Fourteen and one, fifteen and zero. That might be the only way you find yourself in diamond five. With the hard reset, I don't know if anyone will qualify into diamond five. Um, so it is just the starting gate. You need to climb as high as you think you're worth. Yeah, and that's going to be, uh, I think, an important thing to remember going forward it's just not always about where you start in life it's not really about where you start it's about where you end up and about yeah. you know what you do once and the journey with, with what you're given what did you learn what did you learn my friend <laughs> tell me out loud guys uh, again thank you so much for watching if you are paying attention to the uh twitch stream and you care make sure to follow us uh taking a moment right now just to support the sponsors the people involved of course nick high rise Predator. you can find him on youtube you can find him on twitter you can find him on twitch Nick, those things are everywhere. Pretty much just high risk, pretty hair on all of those platforms. All those platforms. So make sure to follow Nick. Uh, stay tuned with his ideas. Also, don't forget about this. At Pretty Hair Official, his Facebook page is legit. 
Best Two Facebook, photos, guys. Count them. Best Facebook page in the land. And that is that is not a lie. That is I'm still planning my master Facebook attack. You got a pretty bronze Facebook page, man. I do. You might be able to join Bronzeland with it's that not Facebook. not a bad thing, though. <laughs> You've made sure of that. I have definitely made sure <laughs> of that. You can turn anything around. Let that be the uh, <laughs> basically moral of the story here. Of course, you want to stay tuned with me. You guys want to support. You're watching on the stream. You can follow here. You can subscribe here. And you can subscribe to Nick as well on his channel. Uh, and make sure to stay tuned to everything that we're doing. Um, we have the Audible Travel. Nobody ever does anything like that so screw that doesn't even matter but the lebron's merch it is out it is real nick how do you feel about lebron's it's just what do you feel about it i kind of want a tee yeah dude you gonna grab one i don't want a hoodie because it's summer right it now is, yeah i try to get a that's tank your top. thing i try <laughs> i try oh, to get, get a tank, tank top i, I would have been in i tried dude they wouldn't let me really uh, yeah i had only i could only do two for whatever reason mm. i was literally about to do that i was like nick only wears tanks I'll just rip the sleeves off. <laughs> you can cut the sleeves off. You could do it. That's kind of a cool look. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, LeBron's. LeBron's. It's real. All from a, all from a little Garrett meme. I think, it's, I think it's funny, man. And I think it is... Uh, you ran with it, man. I've never seen somebody embrace something like that. Well, you know so what? So wholeheartedly. I think, I think the key is to, again, just... Sometimes in ranked and in stuff like that, what really matters, and you're a streamer, so you get this. You know, when you care so much about looking good in front of other people, it becomes a weight that you carry that no one else feels, but that yeah. you feel the pressure of. When you lose, why do you get pissed? Because it's like you think you should do better and people expect you to win. And it's almost like trying to figure out the way to, you know, I'm upset to counteract the fact that I shouldn't be losing and let, it's like, it's this whole trip that we go through. But LeBron's was like, for me, this interesting kind of idea. It really was just like, I'm okay with losing. What if I lose? Who gives a crap? Let's make losing great. There's literally no negative. I lose. Everyone knows I lose. I'm LeBron's. I win. Wow, he's better. He's not. Le he's not bronze. He's actually decent. <laughs> it changes the whole mentality. Setting expectations. <laughs> <laughs> and I, this reminds me of a conversation I had with my mom once, and I think I feel like I told this on this podcast, but she said, "I'll stop you if you do." But... I swear. I feel like I feel like I said this on the podcast, but it was like um, she she was really feeling disappointed, and like I act like kind of like my best friend with my mom. She calls me. I call her a lot about things but she she vents a lot to me about just random stuff because she's always reading a new book you know trying to be better doing a lot of different things um and so she was just like really disappointed about something i was like mom if you try just lowering your expectations that way you're never disappointed and if things go right then you're happily surprised and i said this when i was like a little kid you know so she was like it was one of those little kid wisdom moments that she like kind of stopped and was like that's like a golden huh. rule too yeah yeah and, and it made me think that we, you know, we put a lot of weight on ourselves. Yeah. People freaking joke about stuff like that. You know, streamers get attacked and get freaking stream sniped, and it's a big deal because you want to win, and you look bad, and then you're like, oh, I'm not in a good mood. My audience isn't feeling it. But who cares, man? I mean, we're just having fun. We're playing games. Like, no one says we need to win all of them. Yeah, people got to assess mentalities. I know. I, I did a lot of thinking about how I was just going to mentally approach this ranked season because mm -hmm. I've never really grinded ranks super hard in a game before. Right. And I think alongside that, there is, you know, ladder anxiety is real. You know, you're nervous about queuing up, getting the right character. Am I yeah. going to win? You know. <clears throat> and you'll probably play better, first of all, if you just 
don't really think too much about all that because at the end of the day, it's just a game. You can just queue up again. Yeah. You're not really losing a whole lot in the grand scheme of your life <laughs> uh, if you lose a power yeah, ranked you're game. You're really not at all. Just play again. <laughs> just get going. Get better. Try to learn what you can from each one. And I just want to – I think I'm going to get to the point where I just try to treat ranked as like queuing up for casuals where it's just yeah. – if that's all I do, yep. who cares if I win or lose? I don't really care if I win or lose a casual game. I'm going to do my best, but obviously I do, you know, I'm going to get salty from time to time, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just who I am. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's part of caring is just being invested in it and yep. wanting to win. Like if I, you know, that's part of getting passionate about it, being yep. excited about something is fun to watch for people. Yeah. People do like to watch you get salty from time You're to right. time. Not pure salt all the time. That will put people off, but, you know, the passion needs to be there for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's finding that balance, right? And and it's uh, it's being it's, able to move on. Yeah, though. and that's the key. That's the real key. Move on, play again. Not like I'm done for the night. Oh man, I'm just too. You know, it's tough for me to get back into this because I, I have those moments where I'm just I'm like next level like frustrated because I haven't played. You know, with me, I have to play a game day in day out, day in day out, and then I get my rhythm. But because if my, the way I work, I just I have to get into a thing, and then I get really good at it. But like if I don't. Then I'm right around, you know, a little average, a little above average yeah. kind of a thing. So, you know, when I want to make a good video, make a fun stream, cr- grind rank, but I haven't put time in, it could be frustrating because I still have to do those things. I still have to stream. I still have to make my videos. I still have to play the game. But if I'm not, you know, it's like, man, I want to perform as well. I don't want to do stuff and be average. So, anyways, it's been fun for me. LeBron's, it's not a, it's not a placement. It's a lifestyle, <laughs> Nick. It is a lifestyle. That's for sure. Uh, and, of course... Looking at, uh, you know, OB56 transitioning into that, we talked about ranked, but now I kind of want to transition into a couple things. One, the PGS, recapping a little bit of the cool stuff we've seen there, uh, but more so, and this could this happens in the PGS because we saw some new champions, some interesting picks. You know, OB56 had a lot of changes, a lot of buffs. Um, Sky got a buff. We saw, uh, you know, projectile changes to Grover, uh, yeah. feel-good stuff, which I've already felt. That feels really good. Damage is still there. You know, who do you think is 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 on the come up in OB56? Who's that kind of like, you know, dark horse uh, candidate that maybe is moving up maybe the ladder? Maybe Shaolin. I haven't seen a lot of people. Um, I don't know if the moves. One, th- one big thing that I still want for Shaolin is being able to hit R, like reload and unknock an arrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously that move speed change will help with that a little. It's tough to say exactly, you know, what his problem is. He got some cool new legendaries. Maybe it just takes people getting back to the swing of that character. Uh, but I think he's he's still around. Yeah, he's just stealthed. <laughs> he's stealthed. Yeah, that's been the only legendary people have played with him. Yeah, pretty much. The planted legendary looked OP when it first came out. Yeah, it's it's real high risk reward, right? You don't get that killing blow, and you're like, oops, I don't have a legendary now. And it's kind of like uh, I also don't end up uh, having the 15% draw speed bonus or yeah. Depends how you look at it. Like you know, everything's gonna be viable if you're in bronze. If you only really look at esports tournaments legendaries that do well are often ones that are leveraged often and in control of mm. the player playing them right you know yeah. you don't have to rely on anyone else you don't have to rely on getting a kill every yep. single time but yep. it's like exaction cassie right i am in control of hitting this shot and resetting this legendary cooldown for me yeah and that's why i think it succeeds the most speaking speaking of that if you didn't see yesterday exaction cassie Cize, hail Cize. <laughs> yeah, that was sick not hail caesar hail Cize. you have to watch this clip it's on my twitter i think it's on palins pro it's on facebook.com slash palins game um in terms of the what was it it was it was europe it was incredible four kills basically cassie is 
Cassie and Leon, I think if you're nuts at Cassie, you might be able to, because Cassie can just out-duel everyone, and ranked always sometimes will feel like a series of just 1v1-ing each other. duels, yeah. There's that limited communication, and Cassie just thrives in that environment. She really does. Yeah. Leon's pretty pretty dang good, too. I'll have to test out the Enlightenment buff and see if that, not Enlightenment, it's the Presence Legendary buff, whatever it's called. See if that changes, because 100 feet. I can't feet, remember. I can't remember what that one's called. I never remember what that's called. We got to know her legendaries here, man. We know what it does. We know what it does, that's for <laughs> sure. That's the important part. Um, you know, Ash, too. A lot of people not experimenting with the rally here. That got a little bit of a change. Um, you know, that stun looking like something, you know, despite Battering Ram being so good. I mean, that stun with combination with Genos ultimates, you know, we're just seeing people not really play with ultimate combinations very much, you know. Right. We've seen the, the, the Ceres to the Victor Barrage pentakill once, you know, in pretty much our entire casting career. The Ceres to the Genos ult maybe once, maybe got a triple kill, but we just don't see it very often. And there's just, there's a lot of setup in a lot of these characters that could lean towards that. Yeah. I don't mind that. Um, that's a, a part of, I think, Paladin's just not being super ult dependent. Team fights happen. Half of rounds will happen without really just massive ultimate commits. That's honestly at the starts and real ends of rounds where we see ultimates used the most. Right. And that's a big thing that set Paladins apart from Overwatch at the You're beginning. Right. And that was a frustrating thing is that no real fights were happening when no one had their ults. It's just a poke fest until somebody charges something yeah. and then lays it down. And that's always been a cool thing. And I think I like that about Paladins to a degree, yeah. you know. You got to look at ultimates that charge super fast that can be used. I think reliably as wombo combo. It's stuff like you know Fae Flight or Dragon Punch. That's not really wombo combo necessity type of things. When you're looking at an Ash ult, mm. am I looking to initiate a team fight or set up a wombo combo with Ash ult, or am I looking to use this to stall out for six seconds? Really, kind of what that ult was designed to do. Right. Yeah, that's the big question. Teams in the PGS have a lot of chances to maybe change the meta, change the ideas, and and how they're thought about going into these games that's the big key for me going into the pgs we, we saw a great week one happen a lot of new things like uh aries and apollo for instance in brazil yeah. freaking lex first picks in brazil and working like like torvald working lex is another one there that could be right right around the corner you never know new discovery yeah that's one's really giving it a shot 20%. look at willow that's what i'm saying yeah i mean so so shaolin i think i agree with you there uh Lex could be one. Um, I definitely see that as a possibility as well. You know, we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. Do you think it's Sky's time yet? Do you think she's no, not quite. Mm. No, I don't know that that dismal. kit will ever be a super high level kit. So you think she needs a rework? If she's gonna you don't be, need a rework, not every character. If she's gonna be a part right, of not every character has to be viable at the highest competitive level necessarily. There should be, you know, some characters that are simpler or easier to pull off for. You know, lower skilled players, newer players. Never thought you I'd know, say that. But. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> no, but I mean, at the you know, there's truth that Sky is a fun fan base. People like plus flanks Sky. are flanks are struggling right now. Flanks aren't in general super meta. It's so tough. yeah, it's hard to say. Is it really her right now, right. or is it just kind of where the meta's at? Yeah, I mean, when you give a when you give a great player aim, you know, and you give him 600 damage, Cassie shoots for 650. I mean, so do Makoa and Barrack. I mean, you give a great player Makoa and Barrack, they just have more health. And uh, they could still yeah. shoot, and they got shields and stuff too. So they are pretty much as valuable. You don't need Sky to beat your Cassie a lot of times. So the tankier lineups end up being what these teams go for, you know, at the high level. Anyways, we've got PGS later today. We've finished the first week. 
Uh, it's going fast. If you guys haven't been watching, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, we are there every single day of the week. It's it's, it's a good grind. Yeah. It's a fun grind. It's a different. What's changed the most after doing PGS like every day? Because we're not used to casting five days a week. We're used to casting weekends, two days. Right. That's a totally different schedule where everyone's on the weekend and we're like working. What's this been like for you? Uh, I've honestly liked it a lot more because we get to see not only new regions, but a lot of new teams when people graduate. You know, mm. like I write a lot of the recap articles for the esports website during, you know, regular season play. Yeah. And it's sometimes I'm just like writing the same blog post over and over. It's like, yeah, cryptic and denial. Fought <laughs> a squared off in the Gang finals. D69. Yeah, whoop de doo. Here we go again. Time is old. <laughs> Tale as old as time here. <laughs> but it's cool seeing a brand new team with new picks, just new stuff to talk about. And that's yeah. definitely going to help the grind of this 10-month, five days a week uh, tournament series is seeing new teams in the finals every week, seeing new teams on broadcast period, seeing new picks in different regions and stuff. It would get boring watching you know, the same two teams in the finals for 10 months straight picking the same type of stuff yeah. and not really breaking that mold. Yeah, yeah. I completely agree. That's been my favorite part. I don't know about you. No, no, no. For me, it's it's been cool. I was I was really inquiring too, and you know, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about this because I think there's there is something that I want to bring up um, as a topic. Theo actually ended up tweeting about this, and I want to do some some more content about it. Um, but how is your how is your has your personal schedule changed at all? I mean, are you doing anything different now that you got this this casting in the afternoon? Is you streaming at a different? You feel like everything's going the same way? Doing yeah, the mornings more I mean, now. It's a lot of it's you know we're doing some video content in the mornings, yep. so it is more hours overall. And I'm trying to keep up the stream right now, but it, I haven't been going to the gym as much, admittedly. Mm-hmm. And I got to find time for that. I am moving close to the office soon. Yeah, and I think that's going to help. Right, but it is more time, and it is important. I think to stay. We were talking about this yesterday. You know, proper diet, exercise. Yep. When you do this type of thing, is very, very important. It can get out of hand, you know, very quickly. But let me let me bring up this this tweet that uh, that Thiel made because that's what I, that's what we're talking about. It's he's he's talking about diet and he's talking about exercise. He's talking about how he thinks that this has a big you know, impact right on the way that you play. I, I re I ended up retweeting it actually. Um but let me see here. He's uh Yeah, I mean if you're not getting the right nutrients, you're probably not as high energy. You're probably mm-hmm. not as focused. You're probably gonna suffer as a result in game of that. Even if you're grinding, if you're grinding too much and not worrying about all facets of kind of taking care of yourself first and foremost. Right. I mean, you got to be the engine of your own success, so to speak. And if you're not taking care, if you're not getting your oil changed, you're probably going to hit a couple bumps in the road, I would imagine. Mm, I like that. Be the engine of your own success. Uh, so the tweet, I found the tweet. It says, real talk, I might low-key start a series soon on how to get a fit body in mind to help elevate your skill in games. Got to get fit first. Do. Meant dough. Theo's <laughs> uh, <laughs> got one of the best mindsets, I think, for, he does. A, for a competitive player. Period. And he's he's a pretty fit guy. Yeah, taking care of himself. So got the right mindset. Works hard. And I would say that he's maybe one of the top free agents, right? If not the top. Yeah. I mean, the way that he performed with WASD, it made WASD look like best team in Europe. And Gangstars were kind of like Perdo Shipa. Wait, hold on, we're missing our core. That's yeah. That's the big question. And. Does it relate to the fact that he's just a fit guy? He's a little bit more in shape than everybody else? No, that's not necessarily the reason. But could that be a contributing factor? Could that be a contributing factor to his mindset? Could that be why he's got the bounce back? You know what I mean? That determination uh, to be able to get kicked off a team, take it graciously, and then just keep moving. Yeah. A lot of times when you're working out, when you build up that consistent 
kind of self-esteem. There's nothing to do with lifting day. the weights. Yes, no. It's just going to a gym, staying committed to a it. goal, and being persistent at something like that. When you don't want to do it. Yeah. That's the big key because no one wants to work out every day and do their diet every day and do that like thing they committed to. There's times oh, where you're like, my... oh, man, I, just, <laughs> I can't. I cannot believe I'm I can't have another right protein now. shake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I'm getting up at 8 a.m. right now. I am just dead. I'm tired, but I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And then you get there. You start working out. You're like, all right, this isn't that bad. But it's that those first few seconds, that's the moment that determines the guy who puts in the extra work and the guy who just lays in bed for the rest of the day. Yeah. And when you put in the extra work, I've, I've come to see that it, it matters significantly. So this is something I think a lot of a lot of gamers neglect. A lot of gamers eat crap, junk food. You know, that can't help. It, it can't. And part of it's a product of the environment, right? A streamer's got to be – a full-time streamer's got to be live eight plus hours a day and just kind of sitting sedentary. You need food that's probably quick, fast, and easy for you. Yeah. Probably not a real culinary expert if you're sitting in front of a computer. <laughs> and all that's fine. It's just a choice you have to make and balance in your own right. Nobody's yeah. going to kind of hold your hand through that, especially if you're an adult. I don't know, man. It just seems like uh, I, I don't think I could ever. I think that would be – a lot of people can look – you can look at it two ways. Hell, yeah, I'm playing video games for eight hours a day, and that's my job. Way cooler than an office. Or I'm sitting down for eight hours a day. I'm, Put it like this. I'm entertaining Twitch chat for eight hours a day, right? right? You know, anyone can play. I can play video games 20 hours a day. Right. Can I put on an entertaining show and a stream for 20 hours a day? Hell no, dude. Yeah, that's a long. Maybe four or five. Four or five, maybe. And then I start to downgrade. I mean, I like the way that Tim and a lot of those yeah. guys do it. Four hours early, four hours late. They keep those streams popping, and they're fun, and then they get their rest, and they split their days up. That works for them, but... You're still working eight hours, you know. You you're everything that you're earning is that hour that you're working, basically. Yeah. Anything you do as a job will degrade and and fun, you know. <laughs> video games are were yeah. fun growing up because that was what you did when you came home from school. F school. I'm going to play some video games. Yeah. But you know, if so all true. you do is game every single day and try to be entertaining, you know, not avoid getting salty. It's it's definitely tough. It's not as easy as a lot of people I think would give it credit for. Yeah. But uh, a lot of, a lot of aspiring gamers. Hey, now Nick and I have given you the keys. Work out, split your streams up. <laughs> Don't try the eight hours, and you're take good. care of yourself. You're yeah. Gucci. You're golden. Yeah, no, I think that's. But that's a lot of people. You you almost have to put in like massive hours on Twitch nowadays to do it full time because that's just what everyone else is doing. Consistency is just so key on Twitch. I feel like. But do you? Ha I mean, is there? You know, because that's because that's kind of a demoralizing thought, right? They're like, man, if I can't put the eight hours in, I can't be viable you know what i mean i mean i think that there's there's super truth to the consistency factor but yeah. are there other ways to kind of separate yourself i mean i personally think that there are in terms of like getting an audience right yeah it may take a while i think it's not just oh if you just sit there for eight hours you're gonna get huge right yeah you know maybe you gotta be you gotta obviously we're not be all end all streamers sure to be given this type of advice but sure you know you look at a guy like doc disrespect who's grown his channel but it's it's that type of effort, right? right? You know, it doesn't have to be eight hours, but that level, it's got to be a lot of effort. That yeah. guy's insane production value, insane energy, and his if he's low energy, if he's pissed off, his stream's like not as good, yeah, by a large margin. But yep. when he's on, he's on, and everyone enjoys that. Yeah. So it's got to be a lot of effort, one way or another. Twitch is very saturated. There's a ton of streamers nowadays, and it's it just gets that much harder to set yourself apart. Yeah.
But the tools are there. Yeah, and the tools are there to create your own kind of things. Not everybody needs to be Doc Dick, Dick Respect, Doc Dick, Doc Disrespect, <laughs> and get 15K viewers and have that every day, right? Yeah. Not everyone needs to be Siegel and you know have not only be the best pro, but also be relatively chill and entertaining and really educational as well. You know, he's a lot of these guys have all three, which I think is you're – you can educate your audience. I think a lot of streamers can survive and YouTubers can survive if they bring educational content. Sometimes you don't care if it's entertaining as long as they get it to you because you want to know yeah. what's the build that I run for this. Is this guy giving me the good, the updated information? Yeah, okay, I'll follow him. I'll watch him. I'm down for that. You kind of start to like those personalities anyways because they're kind of usually a little odd, but they just give you good dope information. So yeah. you, you get with them. The other one is that they're entertaining. People you watch and you're like, I don't care what this guy plays. I don't care how well he does. Yeah. He's just funny as hell to watch. I mean, Doc probably lands a little bit there and a little bit into the, See, I'm actually a good player. Doc and Tim are the most entertaining two streamers that I watch, but right. they are still good players. Tim right. is still a top 500 player, great shot, really good at CSGO. Right. Doc's the same thing. Doc's right. a good shot as well, you know. They're not the insane pro. And I, I don't like the stigma that if you're not, like, top 10 or, like, the number one in the world, <laughs> then you're not good. That guy right. is not good that's at the top leader. That is the best. He's yeah. insane. He's insane. Good is gold three. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's where average is. Yeah. Anyone above that, it's the, 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 it's always been a weird stigma, right? Like, you know, if you're not top 500, you're not good. Yeah. How many people play? Over 20 millions of people play Overwatch, and anyone that's not in that top 500 <laughs> is not good in your eyes? Like, that's just a whack idea you for know, me. It certainly is. And I think rankings just throw people off. And that's why placements can sometimes be, it's like, doesn't necessarily matter where you place. There's there's a lot more to it. Yeah. And, the you know, the other the other pillar that I'll just, you know, finish kind of my thought. You have the educational, Oops. you have the entertainment. And then you have you have the you have the poops the booby streamers. No, that's Nick. That may be the fourth pillar there. That's another. That's like a asterisk. Um, but it, it's it's being really good at the game, right? You know, you could be silent and you could be not entertaining, but yeah. if you go over there and you just three sixty no scope every single uh, you know snipe shot in PUBG and get first place every game you play, yeah, people are gonna watch you play. Now you could you survive off off of I one of these to a degree because there's one guy that comes to mind. His name, Ooh. well, Seagull's super educational and very good, right? You're so right. He's got, like, two of those. And I would consider that entertaining in its own right. Is not being super good entertaining to some degree, you know what I'm saying? There's a little bit of crossover there. Sure. But I watched a Diablo 3 streamer. who His name's Al Kaiser. He's number one on the leaderboard, but he is literally silent. Doesn't talk to chat really at all. And, like, I thought it was a weird thing. How like, many people were watching him? Not a ton. And that's kind of, like, what, what I wanted to get. What is that in comparison to what? I think, you, I think he was only hovering around... Part of that is maybe Diablo 3's never been the biggest game on Twitch. Sure. But I think he was just, you know, somewhere between like one to ten thousand, somewhere okay. in that neighborhood. Okay. Um but he was just absolutely silent. But, you know, I still went there to just watch what he was doing and yeah. learn from that. Yeah. So And you and he could survive, right? He's probably surviving as a streamer. Yeah. You know what I mean? One of them, and being the best at one of them, is not going to probably make you the best streamer. Having two or three is gonna get you to the top. But you can still build, you know, your own team off of your own little platform, right? You know, yeah. you can be the guy who's in bronze and gets all the bronze, you know, <laughs> players and just goes there for are it a lot of them. and goes for the niche. And you're like, yeah, any, anything that you're interested in, other people are interested in as well. So have fun with that. But it's an interesting game. It's an interesting game. I don't know. Streaming, long term, I don't know if it's for me. I love it as a connection to my audience. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to do that as my job. Be interesting to see. I wonder how it will evolve live streaming in general. I mean, Disney's buying Netflix now. Maybe 
I'll be in, you know, I'll be Disney streaming. Maybe it'll be like <laughs> new, like, vi- you know, visual effects. You can, like, just stream, put on, like, they'll put you in a Moana character, and then you can just sing the song. <laughs> it'll be, like, digital karaoke live. That'd be dope. A man can dream. A man can dream, you know. So, um, anyways, that's that's pretty much looking like it's wrapped up for this week. We've got PGS coming up, Nick. Yep. Um, obviously, guys, Monday through Friday, you can find Nick and myself at 3 to 5 p.m. Well, about 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, uh, casting on Facebook.com slash Palins Game for more of that information. Of course, if you guys want to download this audiobook, uh, this audio, this podcast you can go ahead and hit exclamation point podcast in chat and that'll take you to the itunes link that way you can uh, download it and just keep it you know i think i think you basically save it to your profile i don't know how you do it but you basically can get a subscription on itunes and every single time we upload a new episode it'll go straight into your podcast library and you can listen to it from there it's pretty simple um and we're gonna keep doing these we're trying to make this a, a weekly podcast so you can hear our thoughts talk about random topics and uh Stay up to date with everything Paladins, everything gaming, and everything Nick and Evan. We're actually maybe going to get a, a boom in here too, which means Neat. we have roundtable, podcast roundtable. So mm. grab a few people in that here as well. That would be dope. That'd be fun. Maybe get Garrett and Rory or something like that and jump on in. Um, any last thoughts, Nick? Any closing thoughts for the week? <sighs> Nick's pick. Be nice and ranked. Mm-hmm. Don't hate. Try not to get super salty. It's just the beginning. Don't worry about your placements too much. Sage advice from a sage ranked star. Check him out streaming as well. I'll be streaming the rest of my placements tonight, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, Nick Tater, I have to say it. He's never seen a dark-skinned man with freckles before. How come? Is it rare or am I just stupid? Let me tell you, Nick, it's rare. It's a beauty. That's why I'm here. I'm, I'm here to grace <laughs> your presence with this unusual freckled face. Um, and just like that, that makes me different. You have that special thing that makes you different too. Like Nick said, take it easy, have fun, enjoy your placements, don't worry about it, and uh, live life with a smile, guys. We'll see you on the next podcast, of course. Let's make things interesting. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, next week should be coming out at you. Catch us on the PGS, facebook.com slash Game. Thank you so much for watching, and as always, my friends, remember to never give up, never stop gaming, and we'll see you all in the round. We're going to have to turn it off ourselves. Yeah, we are. We're going to run and turn it off, but you know what? It's all good. Are you summoning Jameson with your mind right now? Turn it off.